Hello and welcome to the Big Queer Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host for it, Jason Joshua. I'll be honest, I've just started this podcast for a few simple reasons. To help myself get through lockdown because I'm bored out of my brain and to promote as many people as possible in wrestling. Now my first guest for my first recording is the Barracks Academy champion and uh, one third of AWOL, the Sweet Prince Benjamin Harland. Hello. <laughs> Hello, thank you Hello. for one being my test dummy and two being my first guest because I'm incredibly nervous to record this. Um, <laughs> it's all, it's all good. I never I never know what to say after an introduction though. Oh yeah, I'm in. <laughs> I'm in completely like, oh, good impression. You know. <laughs> I'm in completely the same boat. I'm sat in my living room with my dog. Um, so we'll start off simple. Will you please introduce yourself to uh, anyone listening and just let us know about yourself? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, um, Benjamin Holland. I've been wrestling for, I think, three years now. Yeah, oh, we're not we're not counting twenty twenty, are we? So it's three no. years. No. Yeah, let's go um, with that. <laughs> uh, Barracks Academy champion, which I'm counting twenty twenty four because it means I've had it for ages. Yeah, no, I'm doing the same with my belt. That's <laughs> yeah, fine. yeah, I was I was gonna say that actually. We both got like pandemic title reigns, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm coming up for two years. I'm taking it. Um, I think I'm on fifteen months now. Oh, nice. I Maybe, because got... it's March tomorrow. We're recording this on the 28th of February. So yeah. it's March tomorrow. So it'll be 15 months tomorrow. I'm two years in March, and it means I beat uh, TJ Sky's record, which makes me incredibly happy, because he's the lad that trained me. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> got you. I'm the first person to have this belt, so I'm, I'm pulling the Pete Dunn run. Go you know, for it. <laughs> 500 days, 600 oh, days, 700 days. I've been talking for two minutes and I've just compared myself to Pete Dunn. That's... Uh... <laughs> hey, got to aim high. Yeah. So... Yeah. Uh, I'm, in, I'm in AWOL. I was be upset if I don't mention them. No, it's not true. But, uh, yeah, I'm in AWOL with Andre Delano and Jack Nudson. And um, I've just been kind of here, there and everywhere. You know when it was allowed because uh, we met at PCW, right? Yes, we did. It was about three weeks after you came out, and I think it was. Yeah, because yeah. I went out of my way to like come over to you and go, "That was awesome!" Like you did. It's a big yes. Thing. Yeah, I I wanted to make a point of just saying it's not easy to come out, and then to come out in. A pr- it sounds really weird saying it in a really masculine sport, considering we all wear yeah. tight latex or <laughs> whatever we wear. But it's I know quite, what you mean. It, yeah, it's quite a manly sport. So hearing you came out, I just had to be like, "No, I've got to say something." Which, which was really nice of you. And then in return, and you said you didn't remember this, um, I gave you some wash spray that you had an allergic reaction to. <laughs> yeah, no, that it does sound like me. <laughs> Um, I tend yeah. to react to everything. <laughs> I remember like 10 minutes after I gave it to you, you were like, is this for skin? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, why? It's like, I'm burning. <laughs> so. yeah. That was just me. I, I ended up washing my arms in that very small toilet. It's, oh, yeah. So I did see AWOL's been abroad. Yes, we have. So you've you've done more than I've done. 
So, <laughs> where, put it like that. <laughs> so where's AWOL been? Where have you had where you had the opportunities as a trio and as as singles? Um so as a trio we've um managed to go scour a pretty big chunk of the UK, I'd say. Um we've got like places we still wanna go, but um we've managed to go to like Preston and Leicester and different places like that, which is you I don't I don't wanna say rare for like three people to do at the same time, but you know, we we all train together and we're all coming out of the same area. Yeah, no, I get what and, you mean. Uh, it tends to be people going off on their own. Yes. Or even yeah. a tag team, but a trio is something different. It's not a lot. It's not something you get a lot of in the UK. Yeah. Um, I think you work really well. I've I've only seen bits of you as a trio, but I really enjoy yeah. it, which is why I wanted to bring it up. And was it? Oh, thank you. Was it Germany? Uh, yes, we uh, we wrestled for NGW in Sossenheim in Germany. Which is amazing, because um, you're all super young and... Oh. Yeah, we'd only been, um, like, out wrestling places that weren't our training school for six months at that point, so we massive got thrown in the deep end with it, but um, it was probably one of the most fun weeks I can possibly think of. And you like, got... un- unbelievably enjoyable. Everyone there was lovely. Germany's a lovely place. Um, we got to, like, wrestle on the main part of their show. And it was just mental. <laughs> like, just mental. It's great as well, because you got to travel there with, like, two of your closest mates. Which... Exactly, yeah. Must have been and... such a cool experience on top of the fact that you got to go to Germany and wrestle anyway. It was, oh my God, it was insane. Like we were, um, the night before, I remember we were all like, because we have a group chat with the three of us in it, we're all like, uh, so you can't sleep either? <laughs> you know, we were, we were like so excited. It's like um, a kid before Christmas. Um, because straight from Germany, we went to Barcelona and wrestled there as well. Oh, that was insane. That's so cool. Uh, yeah, it was <laughs> absolutely mental. Like, um, and it w- it was cool to learn like the differences in you know the kind of shows and things like that because um, the one in uh, Spain was like co-promoted with um, our training school, so that we sort of had more of a hand in it, I guess. In what was going on, but seeing like the production and the way things work in Germany was unbelievable. It was like super professional. Not to say the UK isn't, but like um, even just before the show, you know, there was a call time. There's uh, you know meetings and things like that. And uh, we got there the, like the night before, and there were just like people dotting around setting things up. And there was a Tron. There was a good gorilla position. And we're like, oh my god. <laughs> pressure much yeah it sounds quite intimidating but sounds Um, like a hell of an experience um and we found we found out the night before because um we knew we were on the show but we didn't know what we were doing um so the night before we got told it's like oh yeah you're having a triple threat so we're up until like four in the morning trying to think of different cool things this triple threat um and 
I, ha- I have so many, like, I, d- I, d- I don't want to overrun with me just talking about this one thing, but um, there's so many, like, cool little memories from that that, honestly, it's like, pinch yourself, you don't know you did it, kind of thing. Like, if you, if you told me I imagined it all, I'd probably believe you. Yeah, it's a hell of an experience to get to go through. And it... A, a bad thing about wrestling is that a lot of the time, when you're doing different things, like travelling, going to all these different places, it's normally alone. Like, yes. you're yeah. meeting strangers, or you're meeting people that you meet in passing. And then, But you three got to do it as a trio, and then you got to show yourselves off in a triple threat with two people that you knew incredibly well which sounds so much fun. And then, like, the next part of this podcast was meant to be, oh, let's talk about positive experiences. And you've already gone into this amazing one. And it sounds like it's so great. And when things are more back to normal, it's going to get even better for the three of you. And I can sit here and get more jealous when you're travelling all around (laughs) the world. But it's, it's really cool to see it. Um, and you said about going over, talking about this one thing, talk about it all you want, that's what this is for, <laughs> to talk about your positive experiences, which involves you, which involves AWOL, which involves travelling abroad, just, yeah, tell everyone how much fun it is to be a wrestler. Oh my god, it is, like, I can't, I can't overstate that enough, um, obviously in the past, like, year or so, a lot of the positivity has been completely pulled out of wrestling and understandably so. And like, it was completely necessary needed to happen. A hundred percent agree. But this is why we need to bring the positives back. This is why we need to do things like this, where we go, Benjamin Harland is this great young wrestler that knows what he's doing. That's going to travel around the world that you don't mind me saying, because you are openly out is an openly out wrestler, which is a massive thing. There's more of us now, but it's 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 still a thing that's there's not enough LGBT representation, not just in wrestling, in sport. Yeah, and, absolutely. And to come out not even three years into a career and go, yeah, no, this is important to me, I need to tell people and then to go and do your thing is the kind of positive stuff that we need to be sharing now. Bad people, get them out, get them gone. Hopefully at least most of them are now gone. Let's yes. focus on yeah. let's focus on the good people, people like you, people like AWOL, and just because I know you're really good friends with them, people like Tyler Owens, yes. people that are, yeah. are going to be the next line. Oh my, Tyler and Antonio, oh my God, if they're not like, you know, lighting the world on fire in a few years, I don't know what's happened. <laughs> I completely agree. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> Tyler's just insane. And and have you seen the shape he's got into? Absurd shape. Just you know, just doing pull ups on his uni accommodation at two in the morning and putting it on Instagram. I hope they them two come back <laughs> like a house of fire. Yeah. They're they're sort of unofficial fourth and fifth members of AWOL from what I've seen online. Yeah, oh we've got we've got quite a lot of unofficial members. I've, uh, I've seen <laughs> 
And by the end of this podcast, you'll have another one, so it's fine. Yes. Although yeah. I, I feel like I'm a little bit too old, but we won't we've, go into that. We're becoming a conglomerate. <laughs> like, we're just going to be all different like groups of people. We're going to have uh, offshoots and stuff. It's going to be all over the world. <laughs> yeah, so I was asking about experiences, and we, we've yeah. kind of gone off on a bit of a tangent. So... I want to talk about the positive, like I was saying, I want to talk about positive things. You've already said about traveling abroad and everything. Um, in the past three years, obviously excluding 2020, let's not fall into that black hole. <laughs> um, <laughs> what What's positive things that y- you want to share with people? Um, just, I, th- I think a lot of it does stem from, like you said, I get to experience this with two people who are like my closest friends as well. So like, obviously, you know, um, you get into wrestling because you love wrestling, but once you're there, there are so many different things that just increase how enjoyable it is. Um, And getting to like make a really good core group of friends is huge in that, I think. And, um, because I, um, there hasn't been a show where only one of us has been, like, there, I think. Yeah, so you've got that it, extra bit yeah. of support. There's, there's always, like, it's always um, me and Jack, Jack, or, Jack and Andre, Andre and me. Like, there's no, I, I can't think of one where it's just been one of us. Um, if I need correcting for that. I'm sure they'll hear and let me know, but I, I can't think of one. So, you know, getting to have the shared experiences as well is just mental. And um, I feel like, oh, I, d- I don't want... Does this sound bragging? I don't know. I, I, I feel like we've been able to do a lot for how new we are. Um, because, don't, don't get me wrong, I completely understand that I'm like a baby in the world of wrestling. <laughs> Uh, oh my god um but we've had the chance to do so many like different cool things like going abroad and um we got the chance to work a tv taping before and like just learning how all these other aspects of wrestling work because um you know yourself sometimes you know you're at a show nothing for you. you're a cameraman or you're a referee or you're um on music or you know, you're ring announcing or something like that. So you just got your hand in uh, different pots. Yeah. Is that the saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, th- <laughs> I think this is a, a really long-winded way of me saying, like, wrestling is just a positive experience, at least for me. Yeah. I think um, I think it does a lot for people. Obviously, there's the one or two, you know, there's bad apples everywhere, isn't there? Um, and, you know, the, a lot of people are doing a lot of very hard work to get rid of them. Yeah, I, uh, I agree. And So, you know, when, when we come back, things get better. They do. And they will. <laughs> yeah. And I think we've already moving in positive directions. Um, yeah, we've got, 100%. We've got a, enough people going the right way about it. And it is one of the reasons I wanted to do this of just... Let's get people talking about some good people. Admittedly, one person might listen to this. Ten people might. But then that one person might not have heard of you and gone, oh, he sounds nice, let's look him up online. 
Like, yeah, let's exactly. find his Instagram, let's find a YouTube video. And that's all I want for. I want to spread some positivity. I know I sound like a broken record, but like, <laughs> that's, it's all we need to do in wrestling. It's meant to be a positive, fun experience. It's meant to be this athletic performance that we should be enjoying because, let's be honest, we're wrecking our bodies for it. If we're not enjoying yeah. it and we're trashing ourselves, what's the point? And to get to go around with your mates is an amazing thing. I I get to travel around with my mates quite a lot, to be fair. But yeah. I don't think it's on the experience level you guys have had because you get to do your, your trio stuff a lot. And it's a lot of fun to watch. I've, I've, I'm not going to lie and say I've seen loads, but I've seen enough to see how you all go together. And it's a lot of fun to see all three of you go for it. Thank you. <laughs> but I've also seen you get powerbombed onto your head, so... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the thing I had so many um for like you can find this on my Instagram and uh, but I think I'm everywhere I've posted it. Um, I was in a handicap match and um it was me and Jack Nodson against Rourke and um I get picked up for a power bomb. Um, and fold over midair, directly on the head. Looks like I died. <laughs> it really, really does look like you died. <laughs> um, how, how pull back the curtain are we going? Uh, I suppose just out of curiosity. Um, as much as you want to, because okay, yeah. Because I was just gonna say, like that was the plan. Oh. That, that was that was what was supposed to happen. If that was the plan, um, it's great because it got everyone believing you were dead. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so uh, but um, beforehand, while we were planning, we didn't realise that nobody knew that was the plan. I completely yeah. forgot. So um, that match went three minutes. Um, it was just a case of make Court look great, which isn't hard because he is great. Yeah, I've um, I've seen bits and I've worked him in a battle royal, and yes, he's that was he's, future, right? Uh, oh, I've worked him in a couple of battle royals. Is it future? Okay. I've worked him at uh, Full Force Wrestling as well, and he's oh, right, he's okay. like a human teddy bear, and then you get him in the ring and he's this big, like terrifying human. It, he's <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. Um, um, he's oh my god, he's fantastic. Yeah, like you said. And as long as you feel safe with someone to that extent, go for the stuff like that. Like make it, make it more dramatic. Let the fans think, "Oh Jesus, what just happened?" As like, if you've got the trust there, why not? Yeah, hundred percent. And it was the first time um, outside of like a battle royal situation that we'd had a match there. Uh, so we were like, okay, we're gonna try and make this the best three minutes we can. Yeah. Fair uh, play. And honestly, it's it's one of my favourite matches that I've had. I know that's a segment in a bit, but uh, it, because uh, the, the only footage of it is that phone camera as well. All right. That I, I uploaded the thing from, but I feel like we were just in a groove and everything was hitting and it was going like really well. And um, I think we got our point across and told the story we wanted to tell. Yeah, the length of um, it doesn't doesn't change 
how good it made you feel and how good it came Oh, no, across. not at all. So, and it's, it's, a cha- it's a challenge, too. Because, like, you've got to tell a story in three minutes. Like, that's harder than telling a story in 30 minutes because you've got more time to flesh things out. Yeah. Whereas this... So I, f- I feel really proud of that match because um, we basically got the point across and left. Yeah. Essentially. Three, three uh, minutes is incredibly hard because a lot of people... In- like including myself in this would probably sort of pander a little bit and then yes yeah i'm I'm a big panderer so (laughs) So the fact that you went in there got this got him across as a monster and then left like doing your job is 90 percent of wrestling so you should be proud of it whether it's three minutes 30 minutes or five hours like and be uh, proud of everything we got backstage afterwards um and there were about six or seven people gathered at the curtain. <laughs> one with a neck brace, one with a first aid box. <laughs> Gurney, there's an ambulance there. No, but I, <laughs> I um, did get quite a lot of like, oh my, we thought you died. Like, oh, Jesus, you know, and um, we went up and asked um, the promoter, who's Paul Malin, uh, again, someone else who's unbelievably good I don't think I've ever um, heard a bad word about him kind of, kind of like an old god now I hope he doesn't mind me saying <laughs> in, in British wrestling because you hear a lot of stories about him through like some of the NXT UK guys yeah he's been um, he's been around I'm a not, while I'm not surprised I'm not surprised there's not a bad word about him like I couldn't think of one if I tried um, but we, we went over to Paul and I was like uh that all good and he just he just kind of looked at me and went don't do that again <laughs> uh i can't blame him like <laughs> that's like okay I, like i i know you're all right because i've got you on facebook or whatever and i still <laughs> yeah. see it and think oh god he's dead so i can get it but at the same it's a weird one because it looks looks like you die but yes. at the same time it's one of them experiences like that's cool people remember that like I, I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember it for sure. Um, <laughs> and as long as everyone's safe, like it's still a positive experience that you you feel so proud of that match. You enjoyed working with Rock, and you got people to believe it. It actually leads on to my next point, which was talking about your favourite matches. And again, I think you've already leaned into that one and the triple threat you got to do in Germany. Um, yes. Have you got any others, or is it are they are they the big two for you? Um, I'd say like I I always credit the one in Germany as my favorite match because you know it's almost like the ideal situation we were, we were given. You know, um, it's like yeah, you need to prove yourself on the new platform. Go and do it with the people you know best. Uh, but I'd say um, one of my favourite matches as well, maybe for a different reason than that one, is um, me and Jack, again, got to wrestle the Young Guns in January last year. Oh, no. Nice. Uh, as seen on the WWE Network. <laughs> that's, that's not a feather in my cap, but, <laughs> you know, um, and obviously they're doing, like, incredible things now. They were then, and they're doing incredible things now. And... Um, I got thrown completely out of my comfort zone, essentially, with that match. 
um, because I'm more than happy to admit I wasn't ready for it. Because uh, we got there and we had um, the commentators come up to us for notes, like there are professional cameramen and things. This is being filmed for a TV show. And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> you know, and um, I'd previously seen Ethan and Luke and how they wrestle and it's it's different to my style and there's nothing wrong with there's nothing wrong with that there's no one pinpoint style you should do in wrestling not at all um it's a variety show but we had that match and i came out of it upset with how i did yeah i i can and understand that yeah i was i was not ready for that match not at all and yes. more more than happy to admit that that's fine I'm sure um, it would come across in footage that I wasn't ready. Um, and, you know, I, it, as you do when you have a bad match and you kind of sulk on you feel a bit sorry for yourself. But um, I wanted to use it as, like, a point in time so I could show how much I'd progressed. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, and I, didn't, I didn't get too too long to do that because that was early January. Um, it was the night before Takeover Blackpool, uh, the night of Takeover Blackpool, sorry. Um, that was in early January and by mid-March we were done. Yeah. You say um, you weren't ready but it's at the end of the, it's a learning experience and it sounds like you exactly, learned from it. So it's a, yeah, th- it's a positive. Okay, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry if these are like super long-winded uh, They're really <laughs> answers not. to your question but yeah, I, I want to learn. I want to use it as a learning experience and learn from it. And um, both of them were absolutely lovely about it. Like I, th- I think we all knew deep down that it's like I probably shouldn't have been in that match, but um, you never know unless you try, right? And, yeah, hundred um, percent. I'd absolutely. Love, I'm not clamoring for a booking here or anything, but I'd absolutely love the chance to do it again because. I feel like in that two months, using that as sort of a boost rather than a setback, or at least trying to, I feel like I came along so much in that amount of time that I'd love a chance to have that match again and, you know, compare the two and see how far I've come from it. Yeah, so it lit the fire, which is all... Yeah, absolutely. ...is the minimum you want, like... It, it's pushing you to want to go to that next level, which is, I think, something we all want to do. Even people at the top level want to go, oh, I want to get to the next level. And yeah. having that motivation is what makes wrestlers wrestlers. When you haven't got the motivation of, I'm happy where I am, what's the point? You need, exactly. You want to progress, yeah. you want to keep going. Um. So we've talked about your favourite matches, and we've explained why. Have you got favourite matches you like to watch? Like it can be British independence, it could be WWE, AEW. Like, wow. is, is there okay. any match that you watch and go, yeah? Is there any match that you watch and it was like, oh, this makes me want to be a wrestler, or was it just sort of a you wanted to be a wrestler anyway? Um. So, I said the ve- the very first match I ever watched was the two thousand and five Royal Rumble match. Um. And I, I've gone back to that so many times. And, like, it still, like, rekindles how I felt first watching it. You know, which means the first wrestler I ever saw was Eddie Guerrero. Ah, uh, fair. Yeah, and, <laughs> um, like, I don't need to talk about how good Eddie Guerrero is. Everybody knows how good Eddie Guerrero is. Um, but I'd... 
I'd put his match with Brock Lesnar up there from No Way Out 2004. Um, I remember uh, Kurt Angle versus Shawn Michaels from WrestleMania 21. There's um, every match Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn have ever had. <laughs> so you've got a good list. <laughs> um, <laughs> every match Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn's had is a really good one. Because as much as they've wrestled, every match is different. Oh, absolutely. And like they're my two biggest wrestling influences, 100%. And I, I, I hope it comes across by how I, I work. Because like I can't say how much just even watching them has helped me while I'm wrestling, try to like pick up on little things and yeah. you know, just try and do stuff differently. Well, um, I look forward to seeing the top rope brain buster after lockdown. And, <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's completely understandable. That's, that, that's El Generico, different people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Distantly related from what I hear. Yes. Um, yeah. No, I completely understand that because we went. there was a period in wrestling where everyone was big and it was either big muscly or just big. And as yes. things have gone on over the years, we've got skinnier guys, we've got taller guys, we've got shorter and wider guys, and then Sami Zayn is someone that he's not particularly big. He's quite, I'd say, quite lanky. Yeah. Um, but he uses it in the right way. He uses his legs. Uh, he does that amazing springboard moonsault, and he uses it to his advantage. And I think it shows, like our our generation of wrestling of, oh, we don't have to be this big, massive bloke. We can do all these other things. And I think it does make a massive difference. Then Kevin Owens is obviously his own build and it shows people that, oh, you can still go for it. I think it's an important part of it. Yeah, 100%. Because like, they're both just guys you could see in the street. You know what I mean? And that's, that, that is a positive and a negative, I suppose. But... Um, you know, because you're you're gonna you're gonna have the old heads be like, hey, he doesn't look like a star, or whatever. But um, I don't think how you look body type wise is any indication <laughs> of how well you wrestle, how much star power you have. Do you, you know what I mean? Because hundred percent. Like I'm big. I'm big on presentation. But like the presentation of somebody is much more important than their size or their you know look i guess because yeah. a presentation is like a group of different things a presentation is how you walk how you talk how you know how you how you're dressed how you and make people perceive you it's a... how, exactly yeah. and how and how you know people are going to leave thinking about you know, your overall presentation. Yeah. I think it goes back to you saying about the first wrestler you saw was Eddie Guerrero. I think he yes. was a big part in that because he wasn't the biggest guy, but you name him to anyone and he's an influence in some way or another. 100%. Because he, he was different and it was about him showing his character and what he did. It wasn't, I'm as big as this guy. It was, I'm going to lie, cheat and steal. I'm going to be cheeky about it and you guys are going to love it. And yeah, and then we get people like Kevin Owens who have eventually come along. And you look at him and you think, not, not in, like, well, he is in great shape, but like, 
you'd look at him and think, mm, not a wrestler. And then he comes in and does springboard moonsaults, frog splashes, swantons, does promos like no one else. Like, it's just, I think even 10 years ago was a completely different scenario to what we've got now. Oh, absolutely. And I think the British scene benefits from that a lot because a lot of the younger guys coming in now have had that little bit of influence where they go, yeah, we could do this if we work hard. Yeah, hundred percent, and um, I think in a in a roundabout way, um, it's representation for different people, isn't it? Because you know, um, Naomi blew up big on Twitter um, and after the Rumble in twenty twenty. Yeah, it was. I think it was. Big she she returned that Rumble and this one, right? Yeah. So um, yeah, she she blew up big, you know. There's a, there's a huge new group of wrestling fans because of Naomi and because of the way she is. And now that that's not for me to talk about. That's not my place. But I know that uh, my representation, let's say, um, growing up was Rico. Yeah. Now, I love Rico. I think he's fantastic. But <laughs> if that is the only portrayal of gay people you have on your show, that's not... <laughs> yeah, no, I, that's not the way. You know, I, I get mean? that. It's only been recent years where there's there's more LGBTQ, and yes. it's in a positive light. It was always villains, but it's, absolutely, yeah. It's, it's more now lately that it's like, oh no, you can be a babyface. You could be you could be a villain as well. Um, you could be a badass. It doesn't. You're not. Yeah, hundred percent. You're not a bad person because because of your sexuality. People yes. are now bad people because they're assholes. Like that's that's something I've wanted to like get across so much. Where like because I'm majority a heel um, in like most places, probably like an eighty twenty split, um, and I really try to make sure that me being gay isn't the reason you're booing me. Yeah. You know? Uh, that's that's not that's not why I'm the bad person in this scenario. I'm the bad person because I just poked him in the eye while the ref's not looking, you know. Yeah. And um, I'm I'm antagonising you. Yeah. And, uh, I... th- there have been there have been times before um, where I've been like attacked in that manner, not physically, but um, I've been sort of attacked in that manner. Um, to which I think is a, is a rock and a hard place because well I was clearly d- doing my job, but that's not something you attack. That's yeah. not an attackable feature on a person. No, I I get it because I I work I'd say ninety percent of the time as as a as a villain, and I'll get yeah. people coming up to me and going, "How can you work as a villain and be gay without upsetting people?" It's like. I'm a villain because I'll kick someone between the legs. Like yes. the gay bit's just because I'm happy to admit my boyfriend sat in the crowd. So yeah. it's it's making the separation because people do try and link it sometimes and you do get the inappropriate comment or things that shouldn't be said and it's trying to sort of show people that you can you can be you can boo a villain without it being oh, he's gay. And it's yes. trying to get that across as 
that's the reason. Like, there's so many more LGBTQ workers and none of them are, are villains because they're gay. They're, they're villains because they'll kick you in the face, they'll pull your hair, they'll kick you between the legs. And it's it's a nice thing to see that it's not, oh my God, they're gay, let's boo them. It's, oh my God, they're an arsehole, let's boo them. And it's yeah. it's a nice change. Because I, I had um, promoters that wouldn't use me as a heel just in case. They were scared yeah. that someone in the crowd would be like, well, we know we know he's a, a queer worker. Let's let's go after that. But I was able to show them that, like, no, I can do this off my own back. I'm good at being a, a knob. Like, <laughs> and I think you do that very similar because you're not stood making a promo going, I'm gay, boo me. You're stood doing yeah. a promo going, I'll do whatever it takes. I'm going to rip your throat out. And if I have to cheat, I'll cheat. So it's it's finding a balance of being open about yourself and being that positive vibe for people growing up in the sport and that yeah. line of, I still need to do my job. Absolutely. Because um, I don't think... I don't think at this point it's controversial to say that we're acting. Uh, you know, it's we we're essentially actors. You know, if you, if you go down to the bare bones of what we're doing, so yeah. um, I don't think it's a big secret anymore. No, not at all. And I think as well, uh, I'd argue, and it's probably a controversial viewpoint. It's going to be harder to get people invested now like into your character and into the way you're doing things because they know, you know what I mean? They, they know that they can go on Twitter and see how you are in real life. They know, you know, um, and some people take it too far and they know your real names and all these different things. But, um, you know, they, they know that the person in the ring isn't actually you. Yeah. Which does add an extra layer of, Right, but how can I make them believe that? <laughs> yeah, you know what it, I mean? Yeah, and, it does um, make it hard, but I think our, again, our generation of it, I think are quite good at it because they've had to be. Um, because in the entire time, like personally myself, the entire time I've wrestled, there's been Facebook, Twitter, yes, same. Instagram, and it's incredibly easy to just link, oh, my real name with old oh, Jason Joshua. Um, yeah. So it is a lot easier to censor on abuse. and But I think a lot of people as well are quite, I think we're quite lucky that we can be these LGBT uh, key workers and people come up to us and go, that was great. Like it was yeah. great to see someone that is open about it, but went and did it anyway. Like it's a, it is a big thing, and I've I've been told that I talk about it too much, and I probably do, but it's no, something no, it's no. something <laughs> something we should be proud of, like hundred percent. Can can you name positive LGBTQ influences in wrestling before twenty ten that were widely known? No, no. <laughs> but the past no. ten years, we've had these amazing people come through like uh, Visage and Priscilla Queen of the Ring and someone like yeah. yourself that's just gone with uh, Rebel Kinney and like they've just 
yes, they're here, they're LGBTQ, but they're badasses that will kick your teeth in. And it's like, this is great. These are the people that I saw and went, I do wrestling. Yeah. And, like, as well, like, it's it's all different people too. It's not, we're not, there aren't 20 Rico Constantinos running around. It's, you know, you, ha- you have Visage and you have Priscilla and there's, you know, and the people in the States, you've got AC Mack and Paro and Effie and, like, Paro just those three. terrifies me. Are just such completely different human beings. Yeah, it's not, it's... It's, it's not a stereotype. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you lined all of us up and didn't mention it, just lined 20 LGBTQ wrestlers up and didn't mention, oh, the thing they have in common is LGBTQ, people wouldn't guess that that was the linking factor because you've got the big terrifying human, you've got the very charismatic bunch, you've got the people that are very open about it and use it as part of their character. Like... It's it's such a variety act now that it's such a nice thing to see, and it's just 100%. That, it's that little thing of like I I started wrestling when I was twenty two. I didn't come out till I was twenty one, but I was okay. I knew since I was about sixteen. And I wanted yeah. to start wrestling when I was about eighteen, and I put it off because I was like, they're not going to have a gay lad there. That doesn't happen. And, yeah, and it was seeing these people like showing themselves that was like no I can like this is allowed this isn't frowned upon like I can go do this I can be a professional and yeah like yeah it's I get I get get what you're saying like because um I don't I don't know if you've been asked this as well but you know there's there's always the people who it's like you wrestle so you can be close to men and stuff like that I'm like what the the amount of times (laughs) I've been asked how do you not get an erection in a wrestling match? Seriously? Which is insane. Who who gets excited by being punched in the face, kicked exactly. in the stomach, slammed? Like, people, the stereotype that it's just, like wrestling rings are soft and uh, it's like, I'm not gonna, like, there's, there's places you can go where you can go and touch whoever you want. Yeah. A, a metal frame wooden wrestling ring is not one of them. Is not one of them. I I always use the thing that wrestling is gross. <laughs> like it's it's uh, oh no. Like just just no. It's I can't, sweaty. I can't really it's hairy. Come up with a response to it. Yeah. yeah like, like the locker room we met in was so small and like there was we're, about we're behind a, in it. We're behind and, like a banner and it's like a banner. Yeah. Oh, like we don't want to be this close to anyone. Trust me. And hey, if. If that's what you're into, good for you, but that's not us. <laughs> yeah, each to their own. No kink shaming on this podcast. But yeah, no, not at the, all. I know this is clean. That... You, told, you told me beforehand this is a clean podcast, so no. Clean, no <laughs> no swearing, shaming. but I have said arsehole like four times. So <laughs> um, we'll, mo- we'll move on because I'm running out of time, if I'm honest. Oh, God. Um, gosh, okay. <laughs> so we've talked about I think quite a lot of positive things and I'm really glad we've had the opportunity to it. So yeah. I want to talk about even more positivity, which I, I sound like I'm a member of the New Day. Um, <laughs> yeah, one of those uh, YouTube channels, you know, the uh, like productivity and positivity YouTube channels. Just me screaming at people to smile. <laughs> Gotta so set one of those up, yeah. <laughs> the, ne- the next big one is we've 
we've been given this roadmap. We know a rough idea. It's not set in stone, but we've got a rough idea of when shows will get the opportunity to come back. Yes. What, what are the goals when you're back? Um, pick up the ball and sprint. <laughs> that's, that's probably um, the biggest one for me because um, I still like have graphics and posters and for things that never happened. And I want to like prove to me and to other people that like they should have happened and they will and it will be better now than it would have been before. Um, because I know that like wrestling so hard to prep for when you're not actually wrestling. Yeah. So I've been, you know, up, upping workouts, things like that. I've, I've um, been sorting out ways to record my own promos. I've been channeling how to video edit. I've been designing ring gear and just, just different things. So I can, I can work on everything except the in-ring stuff. Yeah, it's add, I know, add into that CV. And I know that as soon as I'm in a ring again, I'm not going to think about the other stuff. <laughs> yeah, you, you add into the CV in a time where it's difficult to add to the CV. I'll be honest, it's part of the reason I've decided to do this. I thought, yeah. one, it would help with my talking, which I do struggle with. Um, yeah. And I just thought, well, if nothing else, I can add to my real world CV, or I do a podcast and edit it, and then wrestling yes. shows wise, I can go. Oh, guys, I've got a podcast. Like, let's give it a go. So yeah, it's it's fine. It's finding them ways to work things, and it's keeping busy and keeping yourself moving forward. Even though we're we've been in a Groundhog Day situation for about a year, so grabbing the ball and running with it is best thing to do. Got to hit the ground running. Um, yeah. I um, fingers crossed. <laughs> I think. You and your trio are going to smash it out the gates. I can't wait to see what all three of you do. Um, Thank you. And now you've got to do it because it's on record. That's true. So (laughs) Pressure is on. (laughs) Speaking of you doing well and your trio doing well, you can include them in this. I wanted to do a ones to watch. So let you pick three people that you can oh, say to wow. everyone else. doesn't have to be three people. You can name one. Okay, good. <laughs> um, you can name two or you can name three and just say, I think this person is great. Maybe give them a search on Instagram. You can use AWOL. It's um, not cheating uh, to put uh, over your friends. Can I, can I, no, can I, can I like use way more than three and cycle through them really quickly? Yes. Okay, cool. Um, Jack and Andre, obviously, um, you, I promise you haven't seen a wrestler like Jack Nudson before. I absolutely promise you um, that Jack Nudson no one on, I think both Twitter and Instagram now, and um, Andre is Andy Condavice. Um, I think Brett Myers um, is a completely untapped, ridiculous talent. Um. Kyle Kingsley is fantastic. Um, we talked about Next Level earlier. Um, Tyler and Antonio. I think like Joe Cardinal, um, Jack Envy from uh, Liverpool. Like, There's so many people <laughs> that 
I'm baffled aren't doing big things yet. <laughs> Do you know? Yeah, I think a lot I, of I, these... I, I, don't, I don't understand <laughs> what, I, why they're not. Yeah, I think a lot of these people, there's going to be a lot more of after lockdown. I think people, one, are re-motivated. Two, I think there's a new sort of line in the sand for where people can go now. I think yeah, a lot of these people are going to take the opportunity, which is why I wanted to use the opportunity to say, who do you think is great? Let's let's tell everyone. Um, I'm quite proud of this. We've gone on for about 48 minutes. It's honestly gone a lot smoother than I expected. Wow. Okay. Um, I've, uh, I'm going to try and bring it to an end now. Uh, yeah, just no be- problem. Just because I don't want to chat your ear off. It's a Sunday night. Um, <laughs> so what I'm going to say now is... People are listening. Where can they find you online? And have you got any shows that you know you're going to be on when lockdown is over? Um, at the minute, unfortunately not. But um, hopefully the calendar refills up. Um, because, and this is the first time I've actually mentioned this outside of um, a very small group of people. Originally in October last year, um, myself and Jack were gonna go to America. Oh, and, that's, uh, that's awesome! Yeah. But at the same time, <laughs> we, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you imagine uh, how, how that felt when we realised that couldn't go on. But um, we we were gonna go to America, uh, so hopefully that'll happen. Hopefully we can go back to Germany, but not nothing at the minute. That's um, the plan, and that's however, what we've got to focus on. Segue. Hopefully this is as smooth as it came across. However, you can find out if that happens at <laughs> um, Sweet Prince BH on Twitter and Instagram and uh, Benjamin Holland Wrestler on Facebook. Awesome. Right, so I'm going to bring my, my podcast to an end. Thank you for being on my first podcast. Thank Thanks you. for having me. Thank you. I'm, I'm super chuffed that I had you on first. Um, we'll bring you back with AWOL. Um, okay, sweet. Um, Sounds like a plan. Yeah, because I want them to run as well. I think as a trio, you're fantastic. So I'm going to bring this to an end. Uh, Thank you to everyone listening to the Big Queer Wrestling Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed listening. Leave leave some feedback and things. Yes. um, We're new to this, so like feedback is welcome. Find us on Instagram and Twitter at the Big Queer Wrestling Podcast. Thank you.